Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing well today because your boy's doing well today. Hey, I'm getting ready to drop part two of the story of Ruth, talking about Ruth and Naomi. How Ruth makes this sacrifice to leave her home country and follow her mother-in-law back after they both lost, tragically, they both lost their husbands. And she, Naomi lost, not only did she lose her husband, she lost two sons. And she was going back, she felt bitter because of how life had been. She thought God had forgotten about her. But little did she know that God had a plan for her, that God was going to give her life back because that's who God is. God is all powerful. I want to let you know this, family. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Let me tell you, you're not alone in this world. In other words, understand this. I'm dropping nuggets like uh, God has told me to. In other words, I'm so excited. Family, I want to let you know this right now. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Let me tell you, you're not alone. I'm talking about sometimes, you know, you can be in the battle and sometimes you don't get the news that you want to get. Sometimes you get bad news. I have, it happens to me too, in other words. But guess what I have to do? I have to decide whether I'm going to continue to keep on trusting and believing in the name of Jesus Christ or I'm going to let that circumstance seem so powerful that guess what it's going to do? It's going to keep me from praising my God. But nothing's not going to keep me from praising God because I know in the end that we win. In other words, it might seem crazy to me right now. It might seem like the world is upside down. But I want to tell you, if you are in a in the state of confusion and craziness is going Going around you. Let me tell you something. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Keep looking forward. You got a rear view mirror so you can look back. But understand this. But if you keep your eyes forward and keep your eyes focused on God, then guess what? God has your back. He has your six. That's the military terminology means that God got your back. And I'm so pumped up today to talk about the story about Ruth and Naomi, about these two women. Understand this. In this day and time, being a widow, they're talking about this is this is a bad this is a bad thing because they're living in a male-dominated world. In other words, understand this: there is no social security, there is no uh, pension plan. You know, there is no bank account. You know, there is no places. You know, in other words. All they are doing is living off of what their man bring and what God does, in other words, for them. And so these two women, a mother-in-law and a daughter, what a beautiful scene to see that Ruth says, hey, wherever you go, I'm going to go. And it said it was so powerful for Naomi to hear that she stopped trying to get her to go back home to her family. Let me tell you, God is that good. When you get a taste of God, you don't want nothing else but God. Let me tell you something. I'm on point today. God is good. God is working things out for my good. Family, I want to let you know that I love you. Understand it's March 19th is Universal Day of Prayer. Your boy getting ready to go out here and drop it like it's hot. Going to drop some nuggets around the world. I'm talking about we're going to we're going to give to the people in the city of Chicago. We're going to go out. Me and my, my friend, um, uh, Mo East, we're going to go out March the 21st. And we're going to give out to the poor and the needy. But March 19th is their Universal Prayer. I'm going to be praying constantly, asking God to bless you, asking God to do things for you. I'm asking God to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to you where you won't have room enough to receive it. I'm so excited, family, because I know that things are working out for us, even when it appears that it's not. I want to let you know that I love you. I want you to know I'll be reading from the NIV today. You know, one thing I would like to do, you know, 
uh, I started doing this, you know, just thinking of people who listen to the podcast show and from where they at, you know, in other words, I want to let y'all know that, first of all, uh, I'm going to do it a little different today. I want to thank the country of Belgium who listen to the podcast show, the country of Canada, United Kingdom, Iran, Russia, and Spain, the state of California, Georgia, Maryland, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Alabama, New York, Louisiana, South Carolina, and my home state, Illinois. Let me tell you something, man. This family's growing, man. We started out small, but now we time we go coming to a multitude. We're gonna do things just not in the city of Chicago because this podcast is reaching the world. So what's gonna end up happening because we had this prayer chain going. I'm talking about we're gonna be doing stuff all over. I'm talking about in Chicago, we're gonna do our first outreach, uh, March the twenty first. I'm so excited. Me and my pastor friend Moise, we're gonna go out here and we're gonna slay some dragons, him and his church. I'm talking about we're talking about the army of the Lord. In other words, we're going out, we believe and we're excited. In other words, I'm so pumped up about next week, March nineteenth day universal prayer. Family, I want you to know that. And like I said, today I'll be reading from the NIV. We're going to dive into part two of Ruth. I'm going to just drop some nuggets and keep it on moving. In other words, because I'm believing in the resurrection of power of God. We roll into Resurrection Sunday. I want to let you know, I just did something on YouTube talking about the bread of life, talking about who Jesus was and that he said that if you eat his body and drink his blood, you would get eternal life. But people didn't realize because today, guess what we do? We take communion every Sunday. Some churches take it every day. But communion is something that's available every day. So every day we 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 take a emblems and say this is the the host body and blood. So Jesus didn't lie in John chapter six. But if you want to see it, go to YouTube. Look up You're Not Alone podcast. Danny Hampton, you're going to see your boy. I'm dropping nuggets. I'm talking about it because I want you to understand that Jesus is the only way. There is no other way. There is no shortcut. There is no feel good way about reaching Christ. It's only through Believe in him because that's how the father set it up. God set it up, not Jesus set it up, but God set it up this way. I want to tell you, I love your family. And I, like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. I don't care what the name says. Say. I don't care what people are doing. I don't care how they clown and how they acting up, how they just tripping with you, but just trusting God. Know that God cares for you and that God loves you. But you know how we do it before we roll into this thing. Uh, the story of Ruth. Let's, you know, we're we going to pray. Let's pray for our world. Next, God, to bless March the 19th and March the 21st. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for the day. Father, I ask you to bless those days, Father, the first outreach of your and our own podcast family. And also, and pray, Father, we pray for uh, that March the 21st, the University of Prayer, March 19th. Father, I ask you to bless it, Father. Ask, we pray for the persecuted church. Father, we pray for all the downcast, Father. I ask you to bless your people. I ask you to restore unto them, Father, the things that are taken from them, Father. Because at the end of the day, Father, you are ultimately in charge. There's no one in charge but you, Father. We are not worried about the enemy. We just believe in you. I pray, Father, that you would bless your people, that you would turn somebody's circumstances around right now, Father, because they love you and they constantly believe you and they're calling out to your name, Father. Don't let them go home sad. Don't let them be in the house defeated. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, family, I want to make sure I said it right. March the 19th, University Day of Prayer. Your boy going to be praying. March 21st, first outreach with Pastor Moise in his church. We're going out. We're going to be doing some great things in the city of Chicago. We're going to give to the to the, to the needy because the Bible says, remember the poor. And we're going to do it not just this one time, but we're going to do it multiple times, you know. And also, I want you to know, 
in March, in, 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 within, within this year, 2021, I plan on planting a church in the city of Chicago. In other words, we're going to take the city best on. We, I'm looking for the cracked vessel. I'm looking for the broken people. I'm looking for the down and out. I'm going to the highways, the byways of the city of Chicago saying, God, give me those broken treasures. So, Father, that we can mend them and put them back. And so we can become such an army that we can def- just do what God wants us to do. Because let me tell you something, there's power with hurt people. When hurt people get together, guess what comes? It becomes dynamite. We're going to become dynamite in the earth. We're going to go here and we're going to open some doors for people. We're going to make things happen because we're going to be praying and we're going to be not just praying, but we're going to be trusting in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's the only name that we that we know to pray. Pray about It's by Jesus' name. We're going to believe that he does what he does, that God does it. I want y'all to be excited today because I'm really excited to talk about God because I love him. You know, uh, he's my all and everything. He's everything that I have. In other words, I don't have nothing but the love of Jesus Christ in my life. I just want to share that with you. In other words, he's a help in a time of trouble. And we're going to see how he's to help in a time of trouble because whatever's on your heart, man's on God's heart, man. We're going to see it through the story of Ruth. We're going to see it in chapter two, part two, with the story of Ruth. Check it out. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Check this out. Now, chapter two. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the field and pick up leftover grains behind anyone in whose eyes I will find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she sent her out and she entered the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Amalek. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem, greeting the harvesters, and the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseers of the harvest, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the shells behind the harvesters. And she came into the field. And has remained here from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. Let me tell you, God got a plan. Let me tell you. Uh, And and I'm going to say this for the women that listen to the podcast. God has a Boaz for you. Boaz is is, is going to be this, this gentleman, this true man of God. In other words, he's going to be the kinsman redeemer. We're going to, I want you to understand that there's a Boaz for whoever's single who's looking for Mr. Husband, because we shouldn't be looking for boyfriends and girlfriends. We're just looking for husband and wife. But Boaz is, there's a Boaz for you, and I'm believing God that he would, he would send you a Boaz. Now, let's go back to verse 4. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters, and the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseers of the harvest, who does that young woman belonged to the overseers replied she is the Moabite who came from Moab with Naomi she said please let me glean and gather among the shells behind the harvester so she came into the field and has remained here from morning to now except for a short rest in a shelter so Boaz said to Ruth my daughter listen to me do not 
Go and glean in another field and do not go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. And I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. Protection. God will protect you in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of your crisis. God is protecting Ruth and Naomi. And, 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 and understand this, this is not by accident. This is all divinely orchestrated by God that we serve. Remember what it was on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God know that Naomi feels bad because she left out. Then she came back empty. She don't have a husband, don't have a son. But she has her daughter-in-law who has all the faith, the size of a mustard seed to believe in the God of Israel. And she goes back with her mother-in-law to rescue her mother-in-law, to keep her mother-in-law safe. She forsakes her own family. What did that remind you of? God, Jesus Christ, left heaven to come down here to be with us in the battle, in the storm. Understand that God is God and he's God all by himself. And so it's, it's a, let's check it out. We're going to go back. We're going to go back to verse 9. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jar. The men have filled. After this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. And she asked him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? See, let me tell you something. man. I want you to understand about God. God in the Old Testament has always been trying to lead men to recognize him. Just as today, he's trying to let men and women know that he is a good God and that he's a great God. Understand because of Naomi and because she was married to her husband, that they talked about God to her. So understand this. She's only imitating it emulating the things that she had seen. She bowed down, which meant that she had humbled herself. Understand this. It says, humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So what is she doing? She's doing exactly what the word of God says. So, and guess what? Now we found out in the book of James, but this meant that this is something that was modeled in the nation of Israel. And so Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law. Since the death of your husband, how you left your father, your mother, your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know. This is this is meant to blow the people of Israel mind because she left her home country. She left her family. She had forsaken all to follow Christ. But let me tell you those who people who think that they have been forgotten, that God doesn't understand, that God won't reward you for your service. You can't do anything for God and not be blessed. Understand this. I'm dropping a nugget right now. This is a nugget. You can't not do anything and not reward it back. God in, in the gospel of Mark chapter 10, Peter asked, Christ, he said, we left all to follow you. Jesus said that you will receive in this lifetime with persecution. Understand this. You can't serve God and God not look out for you. That doesn't make no sense, not even to me. And understand this. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man, too. So God knows what he's going to do for you. All you have to do is understand sometimes God take you the long way around before he blesses you. I'm so pumped up today. 
I'm thanking God for you. I'm thanking God because God is in cool, full of control. So check this out. Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Did you hear what he said? He started blessing her. He started speaking a word of life over her. And let me tell you, women, if you ain't got a man speaking life over you, understand this. Your man should be speaking the word of God over your life. He should be praying over you. This is what Boaz is doing. He's praying over and he's not neither. Our man yet. Woo, did you understand this? I want you to see it. I want you brothers who listen in, men who listen to the podcast, I want you to pray over the women that you love. Wash them by the word of God. Pray for them. Check it out. He says this. He says, check it out. He says this. I gotta go back because I'm so pumped up, man. I'm just about to, I'm, I'm about to verse 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue, may you continue to find favor in his eyes. May the Lord, she said, you have put me at ease. Speaking kindly to your servant. She's humbling herself. She said, your servant, understand this. She's got so much humility. That guess what? God is not going to leave her in this state because she's, she's trusting in God. You got to trust in God. It says, speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At the meantime, Boaz said, come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. And when she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grains. She ate all she wanted and had some left over, and she got up to glean. Boaz gave an order to the men. Let her gather among the shelves. Do not reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her, the bundles, and leave them for her to pick up. And do not rebuke her. Understand this. Boaz was a man of God. Told his guys, y'all look out for her. And he's doing it in the spirit of not trying to get anything from it, but doing it in the nature of love. Because he understood the great sacrifice that she made by coming to Israel to follow her mother-in-law. That she left everything. It's impossible for her to leave everything and not be rewarded by God. So Ruth leaned in the field until evening. She dressed the burly she had gathered in the mountain to about an effing. She carried it back to the town of her mother-in-law. Saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over. And after she had eaten enough, her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the men who took notice of you. They speaking blessings. They blessing. They blessing each other. Check it out. The Lord bless him, Naomi. <laughs> Check it out. It says, she said this in verse 19. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one who place she had been working. The name of the man I work with today is Boaz. She said, the Lord bless him. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, 
He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. This man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Christ is the redeemer. We're rolling to resurrection. We can, I want you to know who Christ is. Christ is the redeemer. Christ is the ultimate redeemer. Understand this, that God makes the perfect sacrifice for us. He goes to the cross. He brings back us to life through what we can say, our Father to God. I want you to rejoice and I want you to believe in the name of Jesus today. Check it out. It says this. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He is not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead and added that this man is one of our closest relatives. He is one of our God and redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harboring all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him because someone else feel you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz and gleaned until the barley harbors or wheat harbors were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Let me tell you, there's no way that you're going to serve God and not be rewarded. Ruth is all she's doing. She's not even doing it from a reward. She's just doing it out of love. I just want y'all to know this, that God is in the blessing business. God is who he is. Now, let's go on to, 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 to chapter three. One day, Ruth, mother-in-law, Naomi said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be provided. Now, Boaz, with whose women you have worked, is our relatives of ours. Tonight, he will be winding barely on the threshing for wash. Put on perfume, get dressed in your best clothes, then go down to the threshing floor. But do not let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he has lying down, note the place where he has lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Understand this. Naomi's so pumped up. Now she's telling Ruth how to get her husband. She said, hey, hey, this is what you got to do. Put on some perfume. Put on some clothes. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that the older women should be teaching the younger women how to love their husbands. Understand this. We all have a role in this. Just as the older men should be teaching the younger men how to love their wives as well. And so, and she said this. I will do whatever you say. Ruth answered, understand this, obedience, obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't care what you do. If you can just be obedient to Christ, you will see the powers and wonderful workings of God. Understand this, God is in the business of blessing. God is in the business of restoring. Okay. She said, I would do whatever you say. This is verse eight. Ruth answered, so she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly. Tiptoe. She's <laughs> tiptoe. I've just popped up, y'all. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. It says Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet, and laid down. And in the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me. 
since you are the guardian redeemer of our family. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. Men, speak the, you married men, speak the word over your wives. Men, speak the word. Check it out. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This is the kindness. This is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, do not be afraid. I will do you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Man, these people like this girl left everything, man. They couldn't believe it. It's, it's, and they said, they said, it's just they, man, her faith was so tremendous. A noble character, although it is true that I am your God and redeemer of our family, there is another one who is more closer than I. Understand this. When when the blessing comes, there's always a challenge, in other words. See, it wasn't that easy because there was someone more closer. But guess what? Don't lose heart because God is working in the midst of this situation. I want you to understand. God is working. I want you to know he's working. And this is what he say. Stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to do his duty as your God and redeemer. Good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing as surely as the Lord live, I will do it. Lie here until the morning. So she laid at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that the woman came to the threshing floor. Man, let me tell you something, y'all family. God is good. God is, God is in the restoration business. God is about to show up and show out. And he about to clown. You know what I'm talking about? So let's go on. He also said, bring me the shawl you are wearing. Hold it out. When she did, so he poured into six measures of barley and placed in a bundle, bundle on her. Then he went back to town. When Ruth came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, how did it go, my daughter? Then she told her everything boys had done for her. And added, he gave me these six measures of barley, saying, do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Did Naomi wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens? For the men will not rest until the matter is settled. Understand this. God is always working. God is in the midst of this whole circumstances. God is the redeemer, man. Christ is the redeemer. We roll into resurrection, man. We, wait, we're getting closer, closer to resurrection Sunday, man. I want y'all to be pumped up. Now, check it out. Now, we, now we, we, we're going to chapter four. We, we're, going to about, we're going to finish this series. <laughs> it says this. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to town from the gate and sat down there just as the garden redeemer he had mentioned. He came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here. And they did so. Then he said to the God and Redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relatives, Elimelech. I thought I should bring it, the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it. It is in the presence of these Seated here in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not tell me so, I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you. And I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. So check it. Look like, like things going bad, man. Like this, this stuff ain't going to work out between Naomi and Boaz. Maybe between Ruth and Boaz. But it's going to work out because guess what? God is at work. Understand this. When God is at work, God is at work. 
Understand this. All you got to do is hold on, trust in God. Don't lean to your own understanding, as it says in Proverbs. Then check this out. Then Boaz says, on the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with this property. And at this, the God and Redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because it might endanger my own state. state. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. See? God made it so that the second, understand this, Boaz the second, understand this, Christ is the second coming. So that's why he rolled into a resur- resurrection. In other words, uh, he's the next redeemer. Adam was the first. Jesus is the second. I want to just share that with you. And so check this out. It says, at this, the God and redeemer said, then I cannot redeem it because it might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Now, Early times in Israel for redemption, Christ's redeemer, and transfer of property become a final one. The party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing the transaction in Israel. Powerful, man. Powerful right here. So the God and redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself. And he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people today, you are witness that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Imlech. Kilo and Manlo. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, Manlo's wife, as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with this property. So this name will not disappear from among the families from his hometown. Today you are witness. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who has come into your home like Rachel and Leah who together built up the family of Israel. May you have them stand in Ephraim and be famous as Bethlehem through the offspring that the Lord give you by this young woman. May your family be like that of Perez, whom Tamir bore to Judah. You see that? Boy, God is in the blessing business, man. Whatever's on your heart and mind, remember March 19th, University of Prayer, March 21st, we're going out to the highways and the byways, first outreach. Now check this out in verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, praise be the Lord who this day has left you without a God and redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Man. Ruth is a powerful, special woman in 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 the eyes of Israel and even the eyes of God. And check this out. Because I, I want you to understand, we rolled in resurrection, we, but I want you to see it. Even Naomi got life. She, she, everything, she lost everything. But now guess what? She got a grandson. She, her daughter-in-law got remarried. They're not in the struggle no more. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. And he was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Do you know that this is the lineage of Jesus Christ? We're getting ready to roll into Resurrection Sunday. I want you to understand this, how this is working, that God is, is he's, he's setting everything up.
for Christ to come. That's why I want to talk about Ruth and talk about the women this month. I want you to know that God is with you women. I want you to know that God is with you men. God always has a plan to rescue his people. And I'm going to close out and pray. I want to thank you for listening to part two of Ruth. That you see that Christ is coming. I want you to know. So get excited for resurrection week. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I just thank you, Father, for those who listen to the podcast. Father, I ask you to bless them, Father. I ask you to let them know, Father, that whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart. I ask you to bless your people, God. I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, I want to tell you I love you. March 19th, University Day of Prayer. March 21st, we going out there. Remember, check out your boy on YouTube, Danny. You're Not Alone podcast, Danny Hampton, because I'll be dropping nuggets there, too. I want to say I love you, praying for you. Can't wait to talk to you again. Bye-bye.